in Wapitan, we, we don't see people by the color of their skin. We don't see people by how chubby they are. And, and, and by the way, talking about chubbiness, I, I just read today, just like steak, women like to have a little fat on their men. All right, let's go into the Word here. We need the Holy Spirit. Do you not agree? Let's, let's hear, first look at Ephesians before I can run over to six, Acts chapter 2. Yeah, I should have told you to open up there. Ephesians 6, 18 and 19. We're only going to do two verses out of Ephesians. And it says here in chapter 6 of Ephesians, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to speak, to make known the mystery of the gospel. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Did you notice it says at the beginning of that, um, praying always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, there is an importance of praying in the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit needs to be part of our prayer life. This is why, when you, this is why you, we are given a prayer language. Remember, Jesus was in the um, Garden of Gethsemane and He was, went to pray. And he would leave his disciples. He would leave Peter, James, and John. And, the, um, and he'd go off a little bit further. And he'd get down on his knees and he'd pray. And he'd come back and they'd be sound asleep snoring. And Jesus said, couldn't you pray with me for an hour? And then he said, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The reason why we're given a prayer language, if you would use your prayer language, you'll find that you're praying longer, you're praying stronger, <laughs> and you're seeing your prayers answered more. You see, the Holy Spirit will help you to pray when you don't know what to pray. Oh, I can see Carol praying, Oh, Lord, touch my daughters there. I'm, they need to be touched. And Lord, touch my son. Oh, that son of mine, he really needs to get touched. And Lord, help me get my house fixed up. And I see you're going through. And all of a sudden, she's done with her list. And she says, I haven't been praying here for very long. But if you would go ahead and use that prayer language God gave you, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will be crying out because you really don't know how to pray for your daughters. You really don't know how to pray for your son. You really don't know how to pray to get your house fixed. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. We've been learning about taking authority in Jesus' name around here. And when we've been praying in that authority, man, oh man, we were, we were supposed to have, there was threats of having riots here and Wapitan. And we took, we took uh, uh, authority in Jesus' name. And guess what? We had a wonderful, peaceful, great weekend because we took authority in Jesus' name. And then the and, and we must have prayed hard enough that when they had the demonstration um, yesterday, was it yesterday or Friday, up in Fargo, because we have our prayer meeting on Thursday night, we, we prayed. It was so peaceful and wonderful. Everybody just could, got along. And when it was done, they all went home. And it was awesome. And it was great. 
And we praise the Lord. And we don't take credit for that. We give all the credit to Jesus. We give all the credit to the Holy Spirit for answering our prayer. We give all the credit to the Father because He's the one who takes care of us and watches over us. He's the one who can bring peace. The baptism in the Holy Spirit. And when I'm talking about our prayer language, I'm talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. My word, is there some out there today that would like to change our doctrine? Would like to say, oh, you're already filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't need that. No, every time somebody was filled with the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, they all spoke with other tongues so guess what that's called that's called a normative what's a normative that means that's the normal way for these things to happen besides jesus commanded that we be filled with the holy spirit and not only that he said a long long time ago let, let's take that detour real quick over to acts chapter 2 acts chapter 2 I was just there, and now I'm back in John. Um, don't you love it when you're turning in your Bible quick and you pass up where you're going? Here we go. And I'm not going to go to the usual suspect about the when the day of Pentecost came. I'm not going to go over to um, um, chapter 1. I'm going to go over here to chapter 2 and verse 16 to Peter preaching. The very first sermon. And I want you to hear this. And I want, to I want to tell you something. We are in the last days. How do I know? Because these verses are becoming more true than ever time before, any time before. Listen to what verse 16 and there goes. Therefore goes. By this is what this was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons will, shall prophesy. Is that what it says? No, I just left out a part. We got people today that still want to leave out this next part. I, I'm telling you something. We are in the last days because this next part is happening. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. You know that word prophesy? They're going to preach they are going to preach you see prophecy and preaching go hand in hand they're going to preach and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my men's servants and on my maid servants i shall pour out my spirit in those days and they shall again prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved let me tell you something if you don't need no jesus yet all you need to do is call on the name of the lord and he shall save you all you need to do is say jesus come into my heart jesus forgive me of my sins jesus 
Help me. Help me to live for you. And if you just pray that prayer, he will save you. But I want you to, did you notice that he said twice your sons? Twice your, he said twice the young men, the daughters, the, the, your sons, your men servants, your maid servants. He talks about women there prophesying more than once. And what are we seeing in this land of ours today? More and more women are being called to the gospel. More and more women are being called to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we should celebrate that. Why? Because it's a sign that Jesus is coming back. He said when you start seeing these things, look up! Comfort each other with these words, he says, because Jesus is coming again. We've had great women preachers in the past, but I believe God is raising up women preachers today. And one of the reasons I think He's having to do it is so many men aren't standing for God. And that's a challenge to all of us men. We need to turn back to Jesus Christ. We need to turn back to the Word of God and stand up for what it says. We need to take a stand. You see, this horrible thing that happened to Mr. Floyd didn't need to happen. If Christian men and women would have stood up a long time ago and said, enough is enough. We're not going to stand for bad cops. We're not going to stand for judging each other by the color of our skin. We're not going to stand for any kind of racism. <clears throat> but we're going to love people with the love of Christ. But we also need to go ahead and take a stand in what God calls sin. We need to call sin. Because if we would take that stand and call sin what God calls us sin, there wouldn't be so much hate. <coughs> there wouldn't be so much addiction there wouldn't be so much hurting in this world but I believe this is a new day for the church to arise I believe it's a new day for the church to arise can you say amen amen, amen. let's get back to um, Ephesians again Ephesians chapter Chapter 6, verse 18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. You know, it was normal in the early church for some things to happen. And it was expected. Let's look at some of those things. What was expected in the early church? People got saved. That was just a given. People would get saved. Well, if that was a given then... What should it be now? It should be a given now. We need to challenge people with the gospel. Not be obnoxious by challenging them. But tell what I mean by challenge is tell them about Jesus. We just had a testimony this morning before we took communion. And somebody said, I took the challenge that you gave a few weeks. It took me a little longer than I was hoping, but I got somebody saved and they really, really needed Jesus. And so I was so happy when they asked Jesus into their heart because there was a person that I had been 
wanting to see God do something in their life and they gave their heart to Jesus. If it was expected in the early church, we should expect it here. And, and, and new life, let's just start expecting people are going to get saved when we talk to them about Jesus. And is it really that hard to tell them about Jesus? Of course not. If you just share His testimony with them. Amen? I mean, come on. Jesus makes it easy. He gives us lots and lots of words in here that are His testimony and how much He loves us, how much He was willing to die for us, and how much He counted it all joy to do it for us. Can you get excited about that? What else did the early church expect? Believers got water baptized. Oh, praise God. We, uh, I can't wait to start doing water baptisms again. We went ahead and spent money so that we could do it right here indoors in our church. doesn't matter if it's the middle of January and it's 60 below outside. We can baptize them in the nice warm church building. Amen? And because, well, by the way, for those who don't know, we don't sprinkle. We dunk them under and we hold them there so we know that they're saved. No, I don't mean it that way <laughs> we just dunk them under the water because that's how jesus was baptized what's the third thing that they expected what was the third thing they expected not only that the people get saved not only were they water baptized but believers the early church expected this believers were filled with the holy spirit that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, folks. Baptism with the Holy Spirit, folks. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they started speaking in tongues. Man, it's not a hard thing to do. All you have to do is yield to the Holy Spirit. Just ask the Father. Father, let me be, give me everything. Give me everything you want me to have. That's the most dangerous prayer you could ever pray. Father, just give me everything you want me to have and then just yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and like that, if we would just yield to the Holy Spirit, He will fill us. And why do we get the Holy Spirit? So that we can have power in this life to share the good news that Jesus saves with others. Us getting the Holy Spirit is not for our enjoyment, folks. It is for our employment. Thank you, Dr. Hill, for that quote. It's a good one. And then verse 18 talks about the importance of praying in perseverance. Praying in perseverance. You know what perseverance means? It's don't give up. It is an incessant pleading until the prayer is answered. So many times we give up right on the verge of our miracle. No, we keep praying until the prayer is answered. We keep pleading. We keep asking. We keep shedding tears. I'm going to go over to a next great example. Great examples right here in the Word of God. I could go ahead and tell you stories, but I'd rather tell you something right out of the Word of God because it is true. This is Jesus speaking. And when He spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, there was a certain city, there was a certain city, a judge, who did not fear God nor regard men. Now there was a widow in that city, 
And she, she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversaries. And he would not for a while. But afterwards she, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, because she's bugging him over and over and over again. Did you ever hear the, the phrase, the squeaky, oil, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Well, this is, she was a squeaky wheel. Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then Jesus said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Now that last part concerns me because we give up so easily. Jesus is saying, because we're not persistent enough sometimes. Am I going to find faith when I come? Come on. Come on. Do we give up too easy? Should we not be living for the Lord? Should we not be saying, Lord, I want to live for You in every way, in how I dress, and how I talk, and how I walk, and what I listen to, and what I say to others. My Word. When we're talking about being persistent and persevering, it is being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit desires in this. Again, verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication of the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. But we'll get into that in a second here. But that's talking, that, that verse is talking that we need to be sensitive because we're praying in the, in the Spirit to what the Spirit desires. Not just for our, our lives, but for those that we are praying for. Don't you think the Holy Spirit knows better than we what we need? Don't you know the Holy Spirit knows what the next chapter of our life is going to be? Don't you know that the Holy Spirit knows the answer? Don't you know that He knows exactly where you are in that trial you're going through and how close to the end you are? And He's being encouraged. You see, we have a beautiful story about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament in Genesis. Um, Abraham wanted a daughter, I mean a daughter-in-law. He wanted Isaac to get married, but he didn't want a heathen girl. So he sends Eliezer off back to the homeland to get him a daughter-in-law. And he goes there, and we know how, for those who have been in Sunday school long enough, you know how he prayed and how the Lord answered his prayer. And Rebecca came, and she was the answer to his prayer. And so they're coming back to the Holy Land where Abraham and Isaac lived. And as they're getting closer, this is what Eliezer was going doing because they're going across the wilderness they're riding their camels across the wilderness and he goes just he goes encourages her he knows how far it is he knows that he's seen all this land more than once because he came with abraham the first time and now he's going back and he's coming back and so he knows the way and i can just picture him saying it just a little bit further just a little bit further and you're going to see 
my master's son. Just a little bit further, and that's what the Holy Spirit's telling us. If we would just be sensitive to him in prayer, just a little bit further, this trial's going to be over with. Just a little bit further, you're going to see Jesus. Just a little bit further, you're going to see him coming in the clouds. Oh, if we would just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and his desires for our life. Then you can make supplications. Uh, supplications. Uh, what kind of meal is that? It's not a meal, folks. What are you thinking of? Again, supplication. Well, that doesn't sound like a meal to me. Well, it's not. You know what a supplication is? It's really simple. It means petitions and requests. Peti well, why don't they say petitions and requests? Because you can say it with one word, supplication. You know, sometimes we're saying, oh, those preachers are so wordy. Why don't they just get to their point? Well, supplication was Paul's way of getting to the point. Now you can make your petitions. Now you can make your, your requests. So let's go to the next thing. Not only being prayer, praying it with perseverance, the importance of praying for each other. The importance of praying for each other. We need to do this more, not less, my friends. We are told to pray for each other with perseverance. That means we, we don't just make a, oh, Lord, just touch Susie. Just touch her, Lord. And we go on. No, no, we really pray for Susie. Lord, Lord, I, I, I'm just pleading for Susie. You know the touch that she needs and you take your time to pray for her. And then we are told to pray with petitions and requests for each other. Oh, Lord Jesus, You know. You know how Susie needs a new car. You know her old one is falling apart. Every time she, I go with that with her in that car, it rattles so much that bolts are falling off behind us all over the place. I don't know. The next time we run over to a condo, I don't think we're going to have any car left because how that thing. Lord, she needs. You know how she needs it. Lord, provide so she can have it. You see, then we can start praying for each other, and we need to pray and and actually use those petitions and requests of the Lord. And then verse 19, this is important as well. The importance of praying for your pastor. The importance of praying for your pastor. Listen to this. And pray for me. Hello? And pray for me that the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Oh, your pastor needs your prayers today more than ever. Did you notice the song that had, he made? The one line in that song, the uh, he, the Lord, you know, um, uh, the fiery darts from without and within. Sometimes the pastors take more darts being fired at them within the church than he does from the outside. And that just goes with. The, by the way, that's just the life of a pastor. You don't need to feel sorry for me. That's just the life of a pastor. Um, I was taught a long time ago, you better have thick skin like an armadillo and just give it to Jesus. Just give it to Jesus because He'll get you through. But I need your prayers more than ever. Pray for your pastor that the Lord would anoint him to preach and teach. Pray for your pastor that he would be fearless and confident in the presentation of the Gospel. Because you know what? We're having to do things differently. We're now online. 
We're doing this on YouTube. We got a YouTube channel. We, we have to do this on Facebook. And it looks like we're going to be doing this from, from now on. We got our podcast. And we're teaching on Thursday night. And it's completely different, isn't it? And, and I can't wait for when we can start our last phase so we can have Sunday school again. And, and, and so we can go ahead and, and that one we won't be putting out. We'll be just doing that in-house. But pray for your pastor that he'd be fearless and confident in the presentation of the gospel. I'm almost done. Just hang with me just a little bit. And pray for your pastor so that he would properly preach and teach the new covenant, which is the story of the cross. Because this nation needs the message of the cross more than ever. My challenge to you though today is not just pray for each other and pray for me, but my challenge today is to be filled with the Holy Spirit just like they were on the day of Pentecost. And if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit yet, all you need to do is yield. You know what yield means? It means slow down enough for the Holy Spirit to take over. Just slow down a little bit. You might have to come to a complete stop, but just slow down a little bit. Just let Him take control. Just let Him take control of your tongue and He will fill you. Just say, Lord, fill me with Your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And He will. He will. I'll tell you what. Just, just do this. Just go to the Father and say, Father, just give me everything You'd want me to have in Jesus' name. And just trust Him. And watch what the Lord will do. And just be quiet. And listen for God to speak to you in that time. In that moment. Amen. Well, we love you. We care about you. If you've got any prayer requests, we want to pray for them. Please, if you've got prayer requests, put them right in the comments section there um, on your Facebook there. If it's something that you want to keep more private, just send, use Messenger and send a message, a private message. We'll read it. We'll be happy to. And we love you and we praise you. And we want to be praying for you. We're concerned about you as well as all those who gather here in our campus here at uh, New Life. And so um, we do pray for you each and every week. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday night at, at 6.30. Thursday night at 6.30. Those in the Wapiton area, um, please join us at 6 o'clock on Thursday night so you can be part of our prayer time. And we worship while we pray. It is the coolest thing. We worship while we pray. We, we go ahead, we sing, we pray, we sing, we pray. It is the coolest, it's been the most wonderful, spirit-filled time, and that's why sometimes we come in late on Thursdays when you are coming to join us. And so we love you, we praise, praise God for you, and we're praying for you. But more than that, remember, Jesus loved you so much, He died for you. See you Thursday night. Okay, now I can just talk to the church family. Wasn't that good? Hasn't this morning been good? I wasn't sure how we were going to do communion today. I had a feeling we might be doing it before, not after. I know we've been doing we've done communion live uh, over Facebook, but it, it just felt like we needed to do it for for the family, for the family who is gathered here today. And and, and by the way. I didn't know how I could shorten up the message to get it in a half an hour, that communion in with the half hour as well. It's kind of hard to do. 
And so it was good. And I enjoyed singing a special for you. And yes, uh, Marilyn, I'm going to be doing that a lot more now. And uh, because Bodie said, how come we don't sing? We were watching some. Why don't we sing some of those songs? I said, you'll have to talk to Corey about that. And, and, and oh, I, I'll do that. She'll probably just look at me and go, I don't know. <laughs> so I just thank the Lord for little children. Amen. They're so, they're so good. And so um, I love you folks. I'm glad. Does anybody here want to get filled with the Holy Spirit today? Or is everybody here filled with the Holy Spirit now? Is there anybody here who wants to get filled? Oh, that's just my challenge today. I want to pray for you. I want to see that you have everything God has for you. Amen. Anybody? Hallelujah. You got your hand up? Well, praise the Lord. Well, come on down. <laughs>